This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk commercial insurance and professional soccer. Yeah, they go together in some weird fashion. I don't know what it is, but we'll figure it out. In studio with us today is Ted Henderson, a risk advisor and commercial insurance expert with InSource Insurance Agency. Ted, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Bet. We're also going to talk with Cody Carlisle, a ticket sales representative at San Antonio FC. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you. Something that maybe not everybody knows is that the San Antonio Spurs own San Antonio FC. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely correct. Sweet. In studio with us today is Howie Nestel, the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising. Yeah, he's took that name. It's such a cool name. Where he and his team have helped over 1,500 clients grow their marketing influence, including myself. They're working on both my websites. Howie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Always uplifting to be here. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm uplifting to be around. And I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Crucus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost virtual admin specialists from, and social media experts from outside the United States, which is how I built my entire company from 1 to 27 employees now. Love what's happening with that. Love using, uh, leveraging a virtual admin specialists from overseas. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com, which we've got up on the screen. If you guys are watching on video, there's a big, you want to focus on the guy on the left because that's the, that's like the whole, he's like the main attraction. And then you have Howie, I don't know. Right, and Heather. And if you notice, the guy on the left side is taller than everybody else, but what? just on screen, not in person. <laughs> the is guy it? next to the Tower of the Americas. Yeah, that was actually done on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. How he caught that? They I feel sit like it's straighter. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. All right, so if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210 879 8804. That's 210-879-8804, and my podcast manager will get you set up. Uh, we're going to be launching the virtual, being able to bring people in you know, via Zoom into the studio, which is cool because we'll be able to talk to people all over the United States, no matter where they're at. So we'll be looking for all the, the cool kids with pop, big audiences to bring in, and you can give them your Howieisms. I love it. And by the way, all kidding aside, it's better to share than to compare. So I know we're not comparing. I'm honored to be your co-host for today. <laughs> I'm honored to be your co-host. I feel like I'm his co-host sometimes. <laughs> he does a great job. Okay, so um, we're all in the networking business, networking business, right? I mean, that's what we do. We, we connect people. Uh, Cody, I've got a referral for you that I'm working on. I'll connect you guys after the show here. Um, but we're always looking for opportunities to do that. Uh, and I know that, uh, Ted, you are out there constantly doing You do a fantastic job, by the way. Uh, networking. I know your your LinkedIn network's almost at a thousand right now. Actually, yeah, I actually looked that up uh, <laughs> to see. But uh, so we're working in it full time. But when it comes to social media, and I really kind of was harping on Cody about this not too long ago. But leveraging social media to not just to make new contact, uh, connections, but to stay top of mind with our current connections is one of the first things that we should be looking to do when we make a new connection. And Howie, I actually kind of got this from you because i saw you practicing it on a regular basis but hey let's connect on social media so uh howie what are your thoughts on using social media when it comes to uh, business networking so your network is your net worth i've been saying that for years and i tell my kids you're going to be the average of the five to ten people you spend the most time with so if that's true for children 
It's absolutely true for entrepreneurs and business owners. You're going to be the average of the five to 10 people you spend the most time with who are your peers, entrepreneurs, clients. So if you hang out with broke people that are complaining about the president and the economy, you're probably going to be broke. But if you hang out with successful entrepreneurs, you're more likely to be successful. They're going to push you. Now, it doesn't feel as good. I'd rather be around people who don't accomplish as much as I do because that makes me feel better. <laughs> but if I want to That's improve, be right but there. if I want to improve, I need to surround myself with people. If let's say business and 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 increased revenue is a goal, which it should be for most entrepreneurs, then I want to hang out with people who are really doing a great job in both networking and bringing in new clients. And it always surprises me when I talk to entrepreneurs, and I've worked with 1,500 clients in 30 years in my ad agency, when they tell me, well, I'm not really a people person. I don't really like going out to events. You know, it's just kind of like not me. I'm like, why don't you just go get a job at a big corporate, you know, office where you can get five weeks of paid vacation, sit behind a cubicle, make your calls, and you don't have to network. But if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better go out, press the flesh, meet people, connect on social media, follow each other, and do it in a genuine way where you're actually engaging. So, Ted, um, where are you spending your time? On what platform or platforms? Mostly LinkedIn. And that's just, you know, the engagement, the social media that I do engage in. Uh, just, you know, staying top of mind every once in a while. I'm not posting every week. I'm not posting every two weeks. Um, me personally, and, you know, this isn't uh, incongruence with, you know, most people out there, um, but I have a quality over quantity mindset when it comes to the things that I post on. So it's really every once in a while whenever I'm posting. But LinkedIn is, is a good one for me. Um, I still haven't really pinpointed, you know, if I'm looking to – go on offense as the person who's tailoring their content towards, you know, business owners or other professionals uh, in the space or just, you know, like acquaintances and colleagues that I'm connected with on LinkedIn. Um, but it is true. I mean, staying top of mind is, is very important. And uh, it's one of those things like your, you know, your golf swing, you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, muscle memory. It's the same thing, like, you know, developing yourself as a brand uh, and ingraining yourself as that person uh, in people's minds through social media. It's uh, very crucial. And I know, Cody, you're more apprehensive for social media. So, you know, about getting on it, is that, is that correct? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think just for me, I'm, I'm less afraid of the falling on my face and looking like a fool over the phone, I guess. I don't know. That's that's sort of my, my bread that's and butter the fun, though. staying in front of people <laughs> that way. Just look like a fool's um, once one around. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. well, and, and personally, I'm, I'm, I'm just a lot more consistent as a first impression kind of um, person, you know, I can I can sit and, and you know have a good lunch meeting with you, and and that's where I'm I'm going to make myself look good. And so you know if I if I can get to you one time, I can get in front of you, and the rest is history. So how do you use then social media? Should be what you're thinking is next. How do I use that to enhance my interpersonal communication that I have with people? Right. Uh, to Ted's point, top of mind awareness, mm -hmm. but also I will tell you. From you know, trying to always have my hair look perfect and using these beautiful Instagram filters, which I actually don't use. <laughs> but um, the when your when your real self comes through, and you're more genuine and more authentic, is when people engage with you more. I don't know if it's the algorithm or what, but it's 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 good to be yourself, especially on social media, especially on video, and don't worry about those little hiccups and little mistakes and little whatever. Uh, even though we all do because we're self-conscious. But what's more endearing to prospects is that you're a real person and they 
can see themselves in you, and that's why they would want to do business with you. Well, I think, well said. Cody, that's your point. Is it exactly you want to be you, and you're comfortable doing that in person, but how yeah. does that translate to then social media? Is right. that that's so? So social media has kind of been a backup communication for me. Um, it may not be. It's it's not the first. It's not the primary. It's not a proactive use of social mm -hmm. media, maybe. Um, but it is. It is something that I that I use. Right. If if I can find a person, um, there, then then I'll go to that length to make sure that I'm making. I will, <laughs> I will try for the first contact and die trying. <laughs> that's that's kind of where 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 mine comes from. And you can run a successful business without ever being on social media because I know there are viewers out there that are already saying, well, I'm not on social media and I do just fine. By the way, some things people are I'm not on social media. And then they'll say like, oh, I saw your talk on LinkedIn. That was really good. I go, I thought you weren't on social media. That's not social media. That's for business use. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but it's a social media, whatever. But, <laughs> but you can. You can have success without being on social media. It's just more difficult. It's a, it's a tool like anything else. Email's a tool, uh, video's a tool. Do you have to have all of these tools? You don't, but you should engage in some of them. And I always tell people, go to where your prospects are. Go to where your audience is. If they're on social media, maybe you should go and check in on them there a little bit. You know, if they're on TV, then you advertise, you know, during Judge Judy or whatever. It's like, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? You know what I mean? It's oh, like, to me, to there's great. a driving force. I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, retiring from the police department and wanting to move away from that because I want to build a company. And I'm not just a company. I want to build a great company. I want to build a massive company. It's like, I want to be challenged in life and continue to grow. And, you know, social media is just, it's just relevant. You, I mean, like to Howie's point. You need to go where if your clients are there, you've got you should be there. You should be making an effort to be there and showing up for them so they can, you know, get to know you better and like you and trust you and want to buy your soccer tickets. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it with uh, Ted Henderson here. Uh, first up on the show is Ted Henderson, a risk advisor and commercial insurance expert with InSource Insurance Agency. So, Ted, good to have you back. Um, you know, you are getting close to that 1,000 connections on LinkedIn. I'm not sure where you. Are you growing pretty fast over there? Is it? To be honest with you, I didn't even know I was approaching a thousand. Yeah, it's nine hundred and something. Yeah, yeah so uh -huh. good job. I'll uh, get it over a thousand. Yeah, yeah you will. connect with you right <laughs> now. How we can do that? <laughs> so. All right. So when it comes to um, you know in commercial insurance, it's a there's a lot to commercial insurance. It's no joke, right? You make a wrong decision before you get started, and then it t turns into a mega issue. But what are the traits that a commercial insurance advisor, which you are, what kind of traits should you possess that we should be looking for as business owners when we go to hire you? Yeah, by all means. So, um, you know, it's very important that you're working with someone who's very familiar with the uh, line of business or the industry that, uh, you know, you're in. If you're a construction company doing, um, you know, general contracting, you want to be with a, an agent that's very strong in, you know, risk transfer and reading contracts. Uh, reading insurance requirements on those contracts, um, so on and so forth. And so you want someone who's very, very involved in that specific space that you're in. Uh, even better, someone who's you know very familiar and engaged in the various associations that are relevant to that industry, um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, how do you figure that out, though? What do you mean? Like as a business you, owner or as an agent? How do you, as a business owner, how do we know you know what you're talking about and we're just not walking into a pit somewhere of a money pit? It will. It, it'll take some, you know, falling on your face and trial and error, even as a business owner, to find that right agent. It's never yeah. you know, the case where you're working with someone and, you're, and you think, oh, well, they're the best there is because how are you ever going to know? Usually it's, you know, business owners find themselves with an agent for a year or two to 10 years to 15 years. 
um, and then they end up switching over to someone and being with them for a really long time. That's what you want. That's what you're looking for is that long lasting relationship where you're confident that you're with someone that really knows what's going on there. That makes uh, sense. But most business owners have no idea. They'll just ask somebody, hey, Mark, do you know anybody yeah. in insurance? Right. Well, and I then, was going to ask, how would if you were going to look for one right now, how would what would be your first step? I would probably ask my uh, competitors and you know partners in the industry. Uh, you know, who do you work with? Are they good? Um, maybe, you know, can I get a referral for them? Okay. Uh, my colleagues who've been in the business for, you know, 25, 50 years, uh, most of the new business they're writing is coming through directly through referrals uh, from their, you know, clients that they work with that have been with them for so long. They know firsthand that, you know, these guys are the cream of the crop. We're going to refer them out. Um, gotcha. What do you want to let Ted off the hook here? Because if, if we're competitors in business, I don't want to tell you who my really great insurance agent is because i would rather you go out of business by having a terrible <laughs> well that's why agent. shark matic <laughs> that's shark matic yeah that, that's, that's not monk matic no. <laughs> no but i understand what you're saying and i talk to competitors all the time and some are willing to share ideas some are not but to go a little bit deeper i mean would you do a search on LinkedIn? Would you look at reviews? Would you look at websites? Would you look at what people are saying about the agent on social? That's, so it's all word of mouth? That's usually how it's going right now. I mean, with um, you know, social media being as big as it is now and being as grained as it has been, um, you know, it's not yet at the forefront of that's going to be a business owner's first stop for exploring. No, but it is know, in that due diligence. Uh, those that is part of the steps is to check. Right, you're saying the research, the background right. to, the to background. do that. Research. Yeah, it is still. That research. Yeah, it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Yeah. But just mm -hmm. historically, it's always been a word of mouth thing. And to touch on your, uh, you know, not helping competitors thing, this it really even wouldn't be a revenue driving factor. Um, right. You know, I'm sure that you know. Well, us as, as agents, we can, uh, you know, have a play or two on, uh, you know, how much you're going to be spending on your insurance. Therefore, it'll affect your bottom line a little bit. But for the most part, it's just like, hey, this guy does construction really well. I think you'd enjoy working with him. It's not necessarily like, hey, I'd like to help you be a better competitor against me. It's just a good thing, good act of fate, yeah. uh, more or less. How much of your business comes from cold calling where you actually know of the companies that do what you specialize in providing insurance for and then call them up or try to find out who they're using for insurance. And if they're using somebody who's subpar, do you reach out to them? Hmm. That's a great question. And I don't ever really like to compare myself to others. Uh, I, I would prefer to just show them firsthand, have it be through a first touch meeting or a phone call, um, you know, that we're the people to be with in regard to what they're doing specifically. Um, I've always thought that, you know, talking poorly about your competitors is just one, it's just not a good look wow. in the first place. And two, it makes them relevant to any degree. Right. Um, and so uh, it it's never really depending on who they're currently with and that I can do a better job. It's just that we do a great job and that we should be working with y'all. And we need um, to do a stoic edition of the Let's Talk Business podcast, and then we'll feature Ted. He's very stoic <laughs> he about is. these things. He's very, you don't compare yourself to others. He's on just, purpose. Yeah. Thank Love you. It. I appreciate yeah, it. I know. Um, to answer your answer, question, though, you. probably like 50% of them. A lot of them have come in from my personal network and uh, you know just uh, referrals through that right. existing network. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ted certainly conveys that he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't over-talk things. He gives you straight answers. Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. Well, and in every business, you want great reputation and great word of mouth. Where social media, web, search engine optimization, all these other things come into play, 
is to substantiate that and to broadcast that message to a broader audience. You're already that. How do you reach people that haven't met you guys yet? Exactly. Yep. That's the touches on the whole um, is authority marketing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Where you put yourself out there and let people come to you rather than cold calling them. It's it's a very big addition into that specifically. Um, yeah. I have one of my clients that uh, I recently hired. We hired a VA for him, a VA with a master's degree, believe it or not. And he's just like over the moon excited about everything. And he's like, but he's a business guy. He said, hey, you need to sit down with your clients right, you know, close to after you got the hiring and then have the do a Zoom and record that and get that positive feedback straight away. Is this something that are you doing? What are you doing for testimonials? Or is it just Google? Are you doing anything outside of that? I've tapped a couple emails or tapped a couple emails, tapped a couple clients for, you know, just an email on their experience working mm-hmm. with me. Um, in order to pass that on to a prospect, pass it on to a newer client that we brought on, uh, so on and so forth. And then, uh, you know, I've also asked to get them out of them, not necessarily for referrals, but, and this is, uh, you know, doesn't only apply to insurance. This can go across the board. Um, not asking for referrals, but just asking for an introduction. Um, it's the same thing. It means the same thing, but it's just a little bit more different. And you're not asking someone, hey, can you get me in the door here? Can you ask this person to work with me? It's, can you just introduce them to me and let me have a conversation with them and show them that, you know, we know what we're doing. Third party validation. But what about on video? But have a Zoom call with them. And is that something you could do or no? It, definitely something I could do. I haven't explored it yet. It's something worth looking into. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Howie? Collecting um, basically, hey, you're a new client. What was a new client experience? Give me that feedback. Yeah. All good stuff. So I say try every form of marketing and communication. And those things that start to work, do more of yeah. it. Those things that are not working, do less of them. So I'm sort of in between the Ted and Mark model of less is more and more is better. <laughs> I think it's somewhere in between. I think more of the things that work is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's finding those things that work and being fresh. And that comes through volume, go, go, go. And Howie... You are go, go, go. I mean, you're constantly on the move. And, you know, we see you out there. And, Ted, that's another thing. You guys are constantly networking and growing where you're at. You just It just needs to be on social media. Yeah. Like, you do it well. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more content from you when you're out there meeting with folks and, mm-hmm. and doing your By thing. By the way, Ted actually had sent me a friend request on LinkedIn before I was looking for him to send it to him. And he had already sent it. Now all I have to do is accept it. Well, you hit block. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you I'm do like, that? So, <laughs> Ted, uh, when it, so if a company is looking for insurance, uh, so what are some important factors uh, when it comes to buying and renewal on oh, insurance? Of course. So I just want to preface this by giving you all a better idea of the in- insurance renewal process. Um, yeah. You know, how I'm sure you've got your you know professional liability, your media liability, uh, you know, et cetera, that you carry for um, your advertising agency. Correct. Um, it's on an annual renewal basis. And so every year as a business owner, you're you know going through that renewal where they are getting you new offerings from that carrier or additional carriers in order to begin a new annual term of carrying that liability insurance. Um, there are multiple ways that people go about doing this as agents. There are multiple ways that business owners go about doing it as a business owner. And here's how I believe it should be done. There are do's and don'ts to this process. And you know uh, some of the do's are you ultimately want to find yourself stand with the best possible carrier that 
can take care of your uh, specific risks and exposures that you have. Um, you don't want to be bouncing around from carrier to carrier every other year. Uh, it's ideally, um, you know, best to find yourself with one carrier and, and find a good home with them and have your agent, you know, go to bat for you every single year and offering better pricing, better terms, uh, you know, get rid of those bad exclusions, add the good endorsements, so on and so forth. And uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it regarding the, the cycle. But things that insurance professionals need to do is, um, you know, you want to be working with someone who will go to bat for you at renewal every year. Uh, those people at the carriers that are generating those offers, they're humans, they're people, and you can have amazing relationships with them. Um, just recently, I'm working a new business opportunity, and I'm working with uh, an underwriter at a carrier that I've got a great relationship with. Uh, you know, he sent us his offerings. We were able to go back to him and just say, you know, hey, this is a new business. They've, they've got a, a lot of great experience doing this. I think this rate's a little high. What, what do you say we lower it down to maybe around here instead? And, you know, we met in the middle a little bit. And, but e either way, due to the fact that I went back to that underwriter who gave us an offering and, you know, negotiated with him on it, um, I was able to tell my, uh, you know, soon-to-be clients that, you know, hey, we got this lowered down a little bit, actually, and we got you X, Y, and Z, whereas, you know, you would have just had, you know, A, B, and C. And they were ecstatic to hear that. They were very happy to hear that we were able to get them better terms and offerings and, you know, through negotiation and through uh, us painting a good picture to a carrier and, you know, going to bat for them as, uh, as their agency. I didn't even know that was a thing. So mm -hmm. I guess negotiation is one of the traits we should well, be looking for. Well, it's because Ted said he's dealing with humans. Yeah. If you're dealing with just some corporate entity that you can't talk to people, and we know those exist in, on the Internet, and there's nobody to talk to, guess what? You just got to abide by their rules or their pricing. But when you have the human factor, you might get more coverage, other things covered, less things excluded, had a better premium. And then that shows that there's value, especially somebody, because you're not going to do that in every industry. But if you're an expert in certain industries and you've already built, like you said, relationships with people where you know, like, and trust them, they know, like, and trust you, and you've been bringing them good clients for the underwriter, then they're more likely to work with you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why it's also good to, you know, uh, be working with someone in that industry that knows it really, really well. Uh, and then that way, whenever, you know, they know as a, as a business owner that they're being brought to, you know, that person's carrier with that underwriter relationship, that they're going to get something good. And I wanted to tie this in as well. Why it's good to not hop around uh, is because you almost adopt this sense of, you know, the boy who cried wolf. It's like, you know, you get these underwriters that will see accounts that were marketed to them every single year, but they never won that account. And so therefore, every single time that you shop around and bring it, you know, you start bringing other agents into the mix, which is another thing you don't want to do. You want to work with one agent, one professional. Uh, you're keeping the, you know, basically the, the social image and the marketability uh, image of that account, your account, uh, you're in, keeping it intact in the best way possible. Uh, so that that underwriter knows, you know, I've never actually never seen this account before. It's usually been with XYZ Care for the longest time. It's getting submitted to us. Let's take this seriously. Let's, you know, right. sharpen our pencils on this one. Um, and so that's just why it's very important to, you know, not only try to find one carrier and make them your home, but to work with one agent as well. Once you bring other agents into the mix, toes start getting stepped on, markets get blocked, uh, carriers get unhappy, and ultimately it's it's just not beneficial to anyone at all in the mix. And so. Um, good to find one professional and to stay with them, definitely. Great advice. All right, Ted, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? 
Uh, my phone number is 210-851-8148. My email is ted.henderson at relationinsurance.com. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's uh, Ted Henderson. And um, our website is the uh, www.theinsourceinsuranceagency.com. And uh, I'd be very happy to uh, help out anyone in regard to any way that we can insurance-wise. Did I see Ted Henderson the second? Oh, I guess, yeah, that is oh, on there. Yeah. yeah. Not junior, the second. No, not the second. Yeah. That's right. Are you royalty? That sounds like royalty. <laughs> no, but shout out dad for throwing the, ro the Roman numerals on there and not yeah. junior. Oh, yeah. yeah. No kidding, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Ted. We appreciate you coming in. Howie, can you hit the forward button on that arrow up there and we'll move to the next screen? For those of you watching on video, we're actually trying to get fancier and fancier in here. So we're, uh, yeah, we actually got a little bit of a big screen thing going on. We're going to be talking to Cody Carlisle, a ticket sales rep at the San Antonio FC. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you. First time in. Looks like you got your, all your notes in front of you. You ready yeah, to go? Yeah, pretty much ready for it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we said it earlier, but the San Antonio Spurs owns San Antonio FC. That's correct. Since 2016, since the inception of the team into the USL League that we play in now. Okay, and the San Antonio FC, it's a professional team, meaning Correct. what? What does that mean? It's a um, so when I when I think of a professional team versus like uh, you know semi-pro or, or the comparison between major league and minor league is our goal at the end of the day is not player development. Our goal is winning. Um, so when when our guys hit the field, their focus is on winning the game that is right now, and ultimately, you know, following through on an entire year and winning a championship. Um, so I like that because other in other sports, even in soccer, you have feeder teams. Right. And the, those are player development. Right. They're trying not to get hurt. They don't want to get overplayed. They're being evaluated. And it's not so much about winning or losing. Exactly. Uh, and in it, you know, on, on, in our case, there is player development going on, but that's kind of a byproduct of, of what we're really there to do. Cool. All right, and so how did you get involved with San Antonio FC? What's the backstory there? Yeah, so I have a, a little bit of a background in sales. Um, I, uh, you know, I have a background in everything, but most recently in in actually insurance sales. Um, funny enough, so <laughs> there was I was learning even from you, hearing uh, some of those things. But um, I, my wife and I decided after uh, starting a family that we needed to move closer to San Antonio, and the Spurs were always on my radar. <laughs> I always told my wife, like when we got married, that. If, uh, if the Spurs ever called my name, then I was going there and um, to some chagrin. But <laughs> we, it, it worked out. We made it. I, um, I, I, uh, as we started to look into moving to San Antonio, I, I started to look into some of the different uh, jobs and positions that were at the Spurs organization. Uh, San Antonio FC was one of those. Funny enough, um, I actually did get this job through LinkedIn. Um, the, the manager who hired me had just gotten her position uh, in March of last year. Uh, and I reached out to her, congratulating her, and you know, what was the process like? How wow. how can I um, how can that help me out? And uh, and she got back to me and said um, nothing about any of the questions I asked her, and just said uh, we're starting up interviews for a sales team. Would you like an interview? And uh, wow. well, this uh, this social media thing is going to be big. I don't, I I don't think know it's if Cody believes in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give me a little background on the team. Um, okay, so San Antonio FC has uh, has existed in its uh, in the form it currently is uh, since 2016. Um, the uh, a lot of people like to talk about the San Antonio Scorpions. We are a different team. The Scorpions played for the NW. I'm, I'm sorry, the um, NASL, the North American Soccer League, 
uh, and uh, we actually kind of got an upgrade in the league to USL. So USL is a large um, corporate league, um, technically just a step under Major League Soccer, MLS, um, and we play in the top tier of that league, USL Championship. Um, so since 2016, uh, the team has been pretty successful, kind of, you know, sticking with San Antonio's legacy of, uh, of excellence in sports and, you know, the Spurs have it and, and, uh, and they bought in. And when you get an organization like that, that knows what they're doing and, and has a, as a, a demonstra uh, demonstrated background in that, then you expect some success. And, um, Part of that background, too, involves uh, when the team was first established, there was a, a look to, to jump into Major League Soccer that ultimately didn't pan out. Um, and uh, as a result of that, you know, kind of finding our footing again and, uh, and, and sticking it back to um, a team that, <laughs> that took that uh, from us in, in a way, um, we uh, actually got to... Um, win our championship last year and, and so that's sort of the pathway we we've we've built our um our team to be a championship winning um team are there players that go from here to mls uh sometimes yeah uh and in fact it happens the other way around even sometimes you know there's uh, there's a loan system that that's sort of in place where where we can have players come in from other places who you know are at that caliber but maybe aren't seeing the playing time because there's somebody else in their position that's that's more established, right? Something like that that comes in. And so occasionally we'll have players come the other way even. Um, and uh, and so it, it, it works both directions. We do see players uh, move on to MLS if, if that's what gets called. Uh, we've even seen players move internationally um, to other leagues. So it's very so interesting. <coughs> Soccer is one of these really fun games to watch whether they're scoring or not. And if you talk yeah. to anybody outside the United States, I mean, they can get so excited about a zero to zero match, uh, but we can too. Yeah. But why is there that attraction in soccer compared to, cause I've been to other sporting events, uh, American football, baseball, and there's so much like break in between and just so much downtime you know but soccer and 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 even you know safc it's a, so much fun to watch it's a lot of yelling a lot of you know like what, what can fans expect when they come out to a game um yeah it's absolutely the the traditional soccer experience and i think to your point right it's it's that there are not as many breakages there, there's not as much stoppage time right you you just you constantly are going and and, and that kind of keeps the excitement level at a at a medium right we're, we're always going um, and so, um, so, you know, for, for that, when, when you come out, uh, the best thing that you can experience is the electricity of the crowd, right? Um, the zero zero matches are fun. They're exciting. It's fun to watch the, you know, the goalies get incredible saves. It's fun to watch, you know, uh, incredible saves off of incredible tries, right? Those kinds of things are, are really exciting to watch, but, uh, I, I don't think there's anything that compares to hearing the crowd when we put the goal in the back of the ball in the back of the net. Gotcha. And I, I've talked to uh, people who have bought season tickets from you. And one of the things they say about you, Cody, is that you create an experience for them when they get to the game. You know, 
can you talk a little bit about what that means to get season tickets and to get access and to maybe go down to the field or take some pictures and that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So with season tickets, um, there's a there's a highly personal touch to the way that we do it. Um, we have uh, we have a team. I'm one of a team of uh, five sales representatives that we have. And then what we do when we sell a season ticket is we pass it over to a service team, um, and that service team takes uh, takes care of their own book of business essentially. Um, so when you uh, are coming over, you are dealing with one person. You're not calling into you know a grab bag of whoever answers the phone that day. You're you're calling you're calling your sales rep. You're calling Thomas. You're calling Claire. You're calling Adriana, and you're going to get that person on the phone, um, and and you're going to get communication that is directly from them consistently about the team, what's happening, you know, what are the events that we are doing, uh, whether it's a game or something else that's happening. Um, but then, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, our, our season ticket members get uh, quite a few major uh, benefits to, to a lot of those things. There are opportunities uh, to go onto the field to be, you know, we have season ticket member of the match is a, is a thing. We have uh, an opportunity to um, take a picture with the starting 11 if um, it, it's sort of uh, chosen by the, uh, the service squad members. And so, um, you know, it helps to build relationships with them to, to stay top of mind. So you're saying they're humans. Yeah. We're dealing with humans. <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly. opportunities. Well, as a business <laughs> owner, right, if I'm looking to impress a client, I want to take a client to something or reward a customer or whatever, um, that's where I know some of these sporting event type situations offer an elevated experience to make me as a business owner look good and the clients feel good. So well, what you, absolutely. So, so I, you know, I would even argue that, you know, that's how I use the product. Um, you know, if I have somebody who has interest, but you know, I'm not sure about the schedule. I'm not sure about you know the the you know, maybe the financial side. Maybe it doesn't totally make sense. Um, then you know, I, I I use it in that way. Hey, come come out with me. Come come and see this real time, and uh, and and I'll go and sit with them. I'll go sit with them for five ten minutes out of the out of the half that I have um, to to go in and and meet with people and and just watch the game with them and talk to them about you know why are you excited about soccer what makes you love this and and you know there there's an atmosphere there's an emotion that's tied to that and uh and so if i can use it that way then i, I think similarly we can uh, it could follow that you could use it the same way and you provide some you have some flexibility that your sister company that plays basketball right doesn't have right a, you, a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of that is sort of the, the nature of our league and, and where we play, right? We aren't the top-tier league of, well, of, of soccer, right, or of basketball in the world. Um, and so uh, it allows us to be maybe a little bit more affordable, right? You know, my top price, if you're coming into the gate for, for a ticket, is about $62, Um that's probably going to be your minimum price um, running for the Spurs this year, and so it, yeah. it's it's not as that'll get um, you a popcorn at the Spurs game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so it you know it's it it may not be quite as uh, glamorous. It's an outdoor uh, venue, and and it's uh, it's uh, maybe a, not quite the top professional league, but it is a fantastic experience. It's still a professional soccer game. These guys do things that uh, that I couldn't dream of doing. Um, and it's it's fun to get there to watch it happen and to uh, and to take pride in something that is the city of San Antonio like right. like we do so so well. And the flexibility is you can go to some games, not to others. Trade them in, get more tickets for one game, 
and Absolutely. now go to another one, right? That's that's okay. one of my favorite benefits. We we actually do we call it the flex benefit. It allows okay. you to to move tickets around. Uh, there's there's 19 games in a season, and for f- uh, that that we go through 17 are regular season, and two are uh, exhibitions, where we invite uh, other teams, something like that. And um, out of those 17 regular season matches, 15 of those are flexible. You can move them around as needed. Um, so when it comes to like businesses, because I'm, I'm all about the entrepreneur, small business guy, right, that wants to, you know, entertain their clients or whatever. Can you give me an example of, of industries that are like whether it's insurance or whether it's, you know, uh, website development, SEO, um, it, it, as far as clients go, uh, what industries have you seen come through and, and how was that for them? Yeah, so um, I think one of the most satisfying groups that, that we have on, on a regular basis is going to be blue-collar workers um, because these are the guys that just want to hang out, right? They, they're, they've gone through a really rough week or a hard-working week. Uh, you know, They might have worked six days, Monday to Saturday, and on Saturday we've got something that they can get off of work, go hang out with their friends, have a beer, have a nice time, and, and I mean, it's relaxing. It's, it's fun and it's relaxing. Um, and, and it takes, you know, takes a load off of the stress that, that comes with, you know, working through that. And so that's, that's sort of, and they're um, already used to working outdoors. So they're outdoors. What difference is it? Yeah, they're outdoors and it's dark outside. (laughs) No, but you know what? It's a lot of fun to be outdoors at sporting events. I was at a missions baseball game a couple of weeks ago and I had a blast. Hadn't been down there in years. And yeah, you know, just find the shade, right? You know, move over a little bit, and then it. go inside, go get a beer, and then come back out. It's a blast. And soccer games are the same way. It's a blast. Absolutely. So it's a it's a good time out there for sure. All right, Cody. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, so I have. Um, you, you can reach us at SanAntonioFC.com, the website that we have posted here um, through the staff page. I do have my phone number posted, and it's the best phone number I think uh, in the company. It is two one zero four 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 five 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 six. Um, Easy to remember. Absolutely. Uh, and then you can also find me on social media. I am on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, but I'm working on getting to use that a little bit more. Well, awesome. Let's see. Easy to remember. What's the number? It's 210-444-5556. Oh, that's it. nice. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why you're the main host. Oh. Nice <laughs> job. Now I'm all stressed out. My cortisol levels are high. <laughs> Go get a beer at the I didn't know I was going to pr- get tested while I was here. I'll be like that one guy. Is, I'm sorry I'm not taking any questions right now. <laughs> I have to remember that one down there. I don't, did we get a Howieism for today? I think we got a couple. I I'll leave you with this one. You don't have time to work with people who work with you. Well said. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website or www.talkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, everybody. You guys have a great week. Thank you, guys. Thank you.